A judge in Texas issued an opinion, and now a drug that's been on the market for more than two decades may be off it by the end of this week. Today we talk about Friday's dueling abortion rulings and what they mean not just for women's healthcare, but for all healthcare, full stop. Hello, you're listening to On the Merits, the weekly news podcast from Bloomberg Law and Bloomberg Government. I'm your host, David Schultz. Sometimes a Supreme Court ruling can resolve a long-running conflict, but often, maybe just as often, it can create thorny new conflicts, conflicts that ironically only the Supreme Court can solve, a real judicial snake eating its tail there. That now appears to be the case with last year's landmark Dobbs decision, which overturned the federal right to abortion the court established with Roe v. Wade 50 years ago. In the post-Dobbs world, the state of abortion law feels like it keeps seismically changing every few months or even weeks. And we got our most recent change last week with a pair of rulings from federal judges on mifepristone, one of two drugs that is used to induce an abortion. Bloomberg Law reporter Celine Castro-Nuovo has been super busy reporting on this ever since the opinions came down on Friday night, and she joins us to talk about all of the fast-moving developments. First, she explained to me exactly what mifepristone is. So mifepristone was first approved by the FDA in 2000. Um, before that, it was approved in France and other European countries, but it was approved as a regimen with another drug called misoprostol to be used to end early pregnancies. Um, So right now it's used within the first 10 weeks, roughly, of a pregnancy. It's the most, medication abortion is the most common form of abortion in the U.S. More than half of abortions are medication abortion. And so basically doctors prescribe it for that and then it's also prescribed off-label for miscarriage management. The drug is also subject to something called a risk evaluation and mitigation strategy, which is different like safety requirements for the drug. Um, When it was first approved, there are more stringent requirements. And over time, it's kind of the FDA has looked back and done um, a bunch of reviews and loosened those requirements a little bit as evidence has shown that the drug is safe and effective. But overall, it's been on the market and doctors have been prescribing it since 2000. Correct. Yes. In the United States. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the rulings that came down on Friday. Before we get into the actual rulings themselves, I'm wondering if it's a coincidence that they both came down on the same day within hours of each other. I mean, coincidences happen, but was this really a coincidence? I don't think it was a coincidence at all. Yeah. Um, so based so this first case, the case in Texas was filed in November, I believe. Then within the past few months, these Democratic-led states filed a lawsuit in Washington and you know, something that our colleague Ali Reid reported was that, you know, attorney generals are kind of looking at the current state of abortion access and all abortion bans and, you know, and then the t- case in Texas and looking at, OK, well, what can be done to ensure, you know, stable access? And so then you had this Washington case that was arguing the opposite of what the Texas case was arguing and that, you know, the abortion pill should be on the market and that the restrictions that the FDA has on it are actually like too much and they're overly burdensome. Yeah. Not only should it stay on the market, but that it should be more available. Right. Yes, exactly. So like the requirements that FDA has right now that prescribers be certified to dispense mifepristone, that pharmacies be certified to issue it, those requirements are not necessary basically for the safety and effectiveness of the drug. That's what they were arguing. Right. Yes. Okay, well, uh, moving past just the the timing there, let's get into the actual rulings because that's, of course, what's most important. Um, 
Let's talk about the the rulings, starting with the Washington case. Um, what did that uh, opinion say, and, and what does it do? So in the Washington case, we had federal Judge Thomas Rice, who was appointed by Obama. He basically said that in this case, the FDA can't impose any additional restrictions on mifepristone, basically said you know, the parties in the case, the different Democratic-led states had wanted the judge to issue a preliminary injunction on the REMS requirements. Um, But the judge said, you know, they have to stay in place, but the FDA can't impose any additional restrictions. I see. So he he didn't give the Democratic attorney general everything they wanted, but he did say that Mifepristone has to stay on the market and essentially upholding the status quo. Right. Yes. He basically was like, you have to uphold the status quo and which seems to be contradictory to what the Texas judge was asking FDA to do. Uh, I'll say, yeah. Uh, so let's get into uh, what the Texas judge, Judge Kazmarek, had to say. It sounds like he came down uh, almost 180 degrees opposite of, of that. Right. So, yeah. So Judge Kazmarek basically said that the, you know, the approval of Mifepristone should be suspended nationwide, you know, while this case proceeds. Um, He gave a seven-day delay for the order, basically allowing time for the Biden administration to appeal the um, injunction and to have an emergency stay on it. So that means that the if that, I guess, doesn't happen or if an appeals court doesn't act soon enough, the order will take effect on Friday. Correct. Yes. So basically, that just means that the judge is saying that you know, the approval is has to be suspended. And so that's we've used this term a lot in the past few years, but it's very unprecedented for a judge to basically overturn an FDA approval since it's had it's a, this authority for decades and decades to be the ultimate say on the safety and efficacy of drugs. Well, that's to me one of the most interesting things about this. I mean, the, the effects on women's health and on abortion in, in particular are really important. And I don't want to minimize that. But it seems like a judge overturning the approval of a drug that's been on the market for over 20 years is a really big deal that goes way beyond abortion and way beyond women's health. Um, how does this affect the approval of any drug that the FDA uh, comes across? Yeah, so that's something that you know, attorneys, providers, former FDA officials, even like the FDA itself has like been concerned about, you know, what kind of precedent does this set where a group can come in and say, you know, this controversial drug, we don't agree with it and we don't want it to be on the market. So we're going to file a lawsuit and get it off the market. Um, and it's also worried a lot of folks in the drug industry, too. There was a letter um, yesterday from like the CEOs of Pfizer and Merck and many others basically saying that this is challenging the authority of the FDA and it's providing a lot of uncertainty in the FDA approval process and what this means. And that will ultimately potentially, you know, deter drug companies from providing investments in different drugs if it's, you know, maybe controversial. Um, I know there's some talk yesterday of, you know, potentially this extending to, you know, gender affirming care um, and, you know, treatments for that if a group is able to come in and say, well, we don't want this on the market, even if the FDA says, well, it's safe and effective based on all the evidence that we've reviewed. You know, could it could it even go further than that and affect non-controversial drugs? Because it seems like Judge Kazmarek's ruling here is just saying the FDA didn't follow the right processes when it originally approved this drug and then it never 
uh, remedied that, and so therefore the last 20 plus years of use were invalid. It seems like that could apply to any drug. Like if you could, you know, file a challenge to Lipitor based off of this reasoning, right? Right. Yeah. So basically the the case challenges, you know, the process that FDA used to approve this drug. So it could, yes, potentially apply to like any drugs that are approved through that process. And even though that, you know, the there was a GAO report, you know, years ago finding that the process the FDA used for the specific drug was proper and that it used, you know, what it was supposed to and there wasn't, you know, outside political pressure. Um, even with that, you know, because of this case, it could set a precedent of, you know, others looking at other drugs, any drugs, and saying, well, you know, we don't agree with this and basically questioning the FDA's approval process. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like if you're a drug company, and I understand, you know, especially now that you just mentioned that, I understand why the pharma companies were really upset by this because one of the biggest obstacles toward uh, selling a drug is getting FDA approval. But you would think that once you get it, you're you know home free. And now this throws all of that into question. Mm-hmm. It just creates a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen. But of course, uh, Judge Kazmarek and Judge Rice, respectively, are not the final word in the judicial system. Uh, as you kind of alluded to earlier, this is definitely going to an appellate court. Um, I get the sense that we're all kind of expecting that either one or both of these orders will be put on hold by an appellate court or multiple appellate courts. Is that right? Yes. So the Biden administration filed an appeal um, in the Fifth Circuit of the Texas decision, basically asking for the court to issue an emergency order by Thursday at noon that would block um, Judge Katzmerich's ruling from going into place the next day. It's very likely that we could see the appeals court, you know, like issuing that stay to allow, you know, the case to proceed to prevent, you know, kind of this unprecedented move of like this drug being removed from the market. And that could be happening at any time. That could be happening right now. We're recording this on Tuesday, the morning of Tuesday, the 11th. It's moving like by the minute, by the hour, by the day. So, yeah. And then in the meantime, the Biden administration also asked for clarity in the Washington case saying, you know, we also have this Texas decision and your order saying to like not impose additional restrictions on the drug seems to be in conflict with what we have to do for this case. So the Biden administration is trying to see clarity on what it's supposed to do in the meantime, trying to stay the Texas decision to prevent any immediate action. Um, However, you know, I think everyone who's listening probably knows that when lower courts get into, you know, issue conflicting rulings, that's the Supreme Court's job ultimately to, to sort that out. And I've been hearing a lot of folks saying that this means that this issue is going to get back before the Supreme Court a lot quicker than we thought. Can you explain that a little bit about why the Supreme Court may be hearing th- this issue as soon as maybe it's next term? Or I guess even this term. Is it possible that there could be like an emergency order that they have to issue this term? I mean, it's possible if there's deep conflict with you know these two federal judges and what is supposed to happen with this abortion pill. And since it's been on the market for so long, and this is a very like unprecedented issue that's coming before the courts, it's very likely that we could see this come before the Supreme Court. And, you know, the um, lead counsel for Danko Laboratories, the brand name manufacturer of Mifepristone, said in a press call yesterday that, you know, if the Fifth Circuit does not grant a stay, that it's very likely that either Danko or the federal government, the Biden administration, will request, send a request to the Supreme Court. And that would be an emergency request that they'd want the court to rule on like right now, not, you know, putting it on the docket for the next term that starts in October. Right. Yes. Because this order from 
Katzmerich will go into effect, you know, seven days after his decision, there's push to get an emergency stay on it so it doesn't go into effect immediately. So the last time we had you on this podcast was shortly after the Dobbs decision. Um, one thing that's, uh, that really struck me about this whole situation is that it seems like this is an example of how the Dobbs decision didn't really clarify that much. If anything, it raised more questions than, than answers. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. So, I mean, once the Dobbs decision happened, you know, basically we had this patchwork of state abortion laws that, you know, the country was trying to deal with. And in the meantime, you have an abortion pill that is approved nationwide by the FDA as safe and effective. So there were issues, you know, there was a case from the generic manufacturer Gen Biopro arguing that the FDA's approval supersedes, you know, state laws restricting the drug. And so, There was already this conflict even before the Dobbs decision between that and, you know, attorneys, um, policy analysts were warning that there would be this conflict and it's continuing to play out now. And now we have these two opposing orders, you know, over the approval of the drug. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a culmination of all the confusion and uncertainty that happened post-Dobbs. Well, before, um, you know, all that confusion and uncertainty gets sorted out, you know, Patients need these drugs, and uh, drug companies need some sort of strategy on how to move forward. Uh, let's talk about um, what Danko, the company that you mentioned earlier, is is doing or is thinking about doing. Uh, it sounds like they're thinking about expanding the uses for this drug to uh, you know make those off-label uses that you talked about on-label. Tell me a little bit about that. How would would that potentially preserve access to it? Yeah, so my colleague or our colleague Jeannie Bauman and I um, reported yesterday that Danko basically told us that, you know, miscarriage management and is important use of this drug and, you know, it's looking basically at any option. Um, and so that was the, you know, closest commitment I've heard from the company as to they would pursue that because there was previously a citizen petition from um, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists and other groups you know, asking for FDA to push Danko to expand the label to add miscarriage management Mm because it's prescribed off-label. And so there's the concern that, you know, if there's these restrictions on the pill that, you know, how do we ensure that people who use it for miscarriage management can still get access to it? And so FDA basically said that Danko would have to file um, an amended application and that they wouldn't force the company to do that. But if the company did that themselves, then they would review such a request. So now, you know, there's question that Danko may, Danko's hinting now that it may be considering that. And so it would certainly help, you know, ensure access for those patients who need it for miscarriage management. However, you know, there is still the issue of if this challenge in Texas succeeds and the approval for Mifepristone is withdrawn, then obviously, you know, the company would potentially have to refile an application with the FDA and go through the original approval of process again. Yeah. So that's, so we're not even just talking about the legal status of the drug. We're talking about access to the drug, um, which is, is in danger here. I mean, that's kind of what our colleague Allie Reed was, was reporting earlier this week that, some states, specifically Massachusetts, are stockpiling this drug right now while it's still on the market. Um, you know, do you expect other states to do that, and or, or or other companies, other organizations? Yeah. So California and Washington State have also announced, you know, that they're they've ordered, you know, large amounts of the drug and are stockpiling. 
And so, you know, I think that it's we're going to see probably more states do that. And I think the question is now is what's going to happen to that existing supply? I mean, what, you know, analysts have said so far is that the way the order is worded is that it would, you know, could prevent, you know, the further marketing and distribution of the drug. However, you know, if there's an existing stockpile, could, you know, you continue to use that supply? And so there's that option. So I think states are kind of looking at that option and how do we ensure that there's continued access if this is no longer able to be manufactured. And then otherwise, health providers are looking at misoprostol-only regimens. And so that was what you know, healthcare providers previously used before mifepristone was approved, and that's also used in other countries where mifepristone isn't available. It's also found to be, you know, safe and effective to end early pregnancies. However, mifepristone plus misoprostol um, in combination is has shown to be much safer and much more effective. Mm. All right. Well, that was Celine Castro-Nuovo talking to us about a very uh, fluid and quick-changing situation. Uh, thank you, Celine, for taking time to to speak with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That'll do it for today's episode of On the Merits. It was produced by myself, David Schultz. Our editor is Andrew Satter, and our executive producer is Josh Block. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Those nine justices in Washington can be hard to keep track of. That's where we come in. On our podcast, Cases and Controversies, we give you a week-by-week accounting of the Supreme Court the filings, the arguments, the opinions, and much, much more. Check in on Fridays with Bloomberg Law's Cases and Controversies to find out what's coming up on the horizon of the Supreme Court. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.